0: The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So, let's have a deeper look into the uh, Universal App Platform. That's uh, another abbreviation um, that I'm introducing here from Microsoft. Um, So, a Universal App runs on the Universal uh, Windows Platform and um, creating your application lives within the Universal App Platform. So it's a um, so-called collection of contracts and versions um, that basically means that developers don't target at a specific Windows version anymore, but they basically target at the universal app platform. So, uh, for example, um, you basically um, can bring in a certain minimum version that is uh, supported and a maximum version that is tested. So these values are fixtures here, but... Uh, you don't really say this runs on Windows 10, for example. That's basically gone. Um, As I said, you have one code and one binary for all the devices, so you don't really need to uh, come up and and, and compile different um, binaries here anymore. It builds on uh, Windows RT, so this is basically uh, Windows RT further developed now from Windows 8 and moved over to Windows 10. And... um, Still, you can write uh, Win32 and .NET legacy applications um, and then convert them to the universal Windows platform. Uh, you probably all know that Windows is kind of famous for supporting legacy applications, uh, which is not always the case on other platforms. Um, but that actually works, still works here. Um, and then you can submit them to the, to the Windows Store, basically. Um, and this is basically the only place where you can uh, get your universal Windows uh, platform applications from um, by um, yeah, referring to the, uh, to the Windows Store. So let's have a look at the updated architecture now. So at the bottom here, uh, we have our Windows kernel, so the Windows 10 operating system, basically. And as you can see, there are still two branches here that I can pick from. So I can go the very classic way, which is Win32 API, with no benefits of the universal Windows platform. So that basically means it's not guaranteed that it runs on all the different devices that you have. Because um, the the Win32 API, for example, uh, might not be available on your Raspberry Pi, for example. It has the Windows 10 core, uh, but not the Win32 API, for example. Um, So and then um, the classic way Yeah, we've already talked about this. So you can either use uh, build on top of the .NET framework that gives you some flexibility in languages and and different platforms. Uh, And then you basically use Windows Presentation Foundation, WinForms, and MFC for um, creating the user interface. Or you can even go without .NET straight uh, using C++, hooking into or as a wrapper on top of the Win32 API and um, implement your desktop applications. So now the other path that you can take is via the universal Windows platform. So within that or on top of that, we have basically uh, this one is on top of the Windows runtime. Um, Then there is still the the, uh, Win32 API available here, which is like a more special version. And then we have .NET Core, what I've talked about basically the the modern version of .NET, so you can still um, implement applications on, on .NET. Um, and then you can select from a variety of different languages. Um, so um, we can, for example, have our um, JavaScript applications with uh, running on the Chakra engine and using HTML as a um, description of the user interface. Or we can use, uh, for example, C++, CX or C Sharp Visual Basic and then use XAML for the um, graphical user interface representation or in case of games, for example, directly uh, refer to DirectX for rendering our user interface. Um, Another possibility that we have now is making use of bridging technologies. So uh, we can actually use our Objective-C code from iOS and then make that work on the Windows uh, runtime or the Universal Windows platform. Uh, So you can actually import, for example, your Objective-C code into uh, Visual Studio Um, This is basically the whole Xamarin stuff uh, where you can um, use um, or easily bring already implemented applications to the Windows platform. And that is actually a good idea because um, looking at applications available for Android, available for the iOS platform, available for the Windows phone platform... Uh, you can definitely see that for Windows Phone, you don't have as many applications available as for Android and iOS. Yeah. And then developers, of course, say, well, if I can target like a bunch of um, billion people on the iOS market and a bunch of billion people on the um, um, on the um, Android market, but only like a, a few 100,000 um, users on the Windows um, market, I'm probably not going to... Write my application for Windows. It's just not efficient enough. If you can then just port your existing iOS application and bring it easily to the Windows platform, you might say, "Well, I can invest that a little time and bring that to um, the Windows platform as well." And that then makes, of course, the Windows platform more attractive for end users because, um, as you know, um, applications is basically uh, what the users um, are interested in. Um, and um yeah, that, but basically um, one example, I think, is um, Candy Crush. Uh, probably know that game. I think uh, that was a, um, is actually pre-installed with Windows 10, and it is actually an application that is written in, I think, iOS, and that has been ported using um, these bridging technologies to Windows 10, so as an example to show um, how easy it is to um, bring existing code to the Windows universal platform.